Hello, everybody. It's Rev DDT. <laughs> I thought I'd try it that way this morning. Hey, everybody. It's Daniel. I'm just kicking back in my room. I'm actually cleaning my rotary razor. And um, I just thought I'd sit here. You're going to hear you know, a little bit of noise. So I'm sitting here cleaning my razor. Sitting at my desk here. My computer's in front of me. And, uh, you know, I was uh, just doing some research and stuff vibration, research on vibration, quantum mechanics, and some other things, and um, things I was interested in. Come across some uh, really cool, cool videos that have actually been very relaxing. Found some really cool cat videos on YouTube. Got videos for cats, for cats, I should say. Um, and uh, was uh, bookmarking some of them yesterday while I was working on some notebooks and some uh, sketchbooks and stuff for uh, my uh, little book empire, right? So, um, anyway, I'm doing this, and <laughs> I've, been, I've been up since 2.30, right? And you'd think I'm awake, but <laughs> I got to walk to get awake, and it was just too damn cold to go out there and walk this morning at 2.30 in the morning, and uh, I like the sunlight. The sunlight gives me a lot of energy, and uh, I don't know if you guys are like me, but I worked in the sun, out in the sun for 10 years. I worked uh, longer than that, actually, out in the sun. 15 years out in the sun and then I also worked about 10 years indoors before that and then I worked outside and inside you know inside and out when I was a teenager so I'm going back to some of my work history and I also worked um uh different other other things I but I spent a lot of time outside is what I'm trying to say working but also I spent a lot of time outside because I just like being out there and um I'm one of those outdoor kind of types man I was a rock climber freaking hiker the reason why I'm not a rock climber anymore is because um I became an I was becoming an injury to myself uh, oh you're there's some music in the background too that's coming off the TV and I don't care what anybody says I just let it run it's to help buffer the sound because I have roommates and I don't want to wake up my roommates cat might come meowing or something but I got icy hot all over my back so she probably won't stay <laughs> Depends on how many times she goes outside, you know. I just fed her a little while ago, so she might. <laughs> so right now it's 7.30 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, Boise, Idaho. It's 32 degrees outside, and uh, it feels wet. It was a little overcast yesterday. It rained a little bit yesterday. I'm glad it did because I needed to take a break from walking because I haven't been walking. I've actually been jogging. That's crazy. I just dropped that, so I'm going to find it. There it is. Good thing there's nothing in there. <laughs> so like I um uh, you hear noise, that's me working. If I drop it again, it's not gonna make a big noise. I won't get lost. <laughs> so anyway. I was sitting here this morning just thinking about different things and I'm uh, watching some different videos and watching these cat videos and these birds and stuff. You know, watching these videos for cats and their birds and squirrels and stuff and really done really well, really good videos. Lots of different kinds of birds. Tried it on my cat yesterday. She loved it. Sat in my lap here and just, yeah, man, Callie, she's cool. She's really smart. She talks to me all the time, man. She's, meow, 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 meow. I ask her questions and she answers. She likes to see everything that's in my hand and expect it, inspect it, no matter what it is, whether it's food or not, doesn't matter. Taught her, I sat, she sits on the back of the couch and we had a thermometer on the glass on the window and um, it was facing inward so we could see the temperature, but it was... We'd like, I just went out there and took some plastic tape and taped it to the window for a while. It was on there for a while, quite a while, and I was like, you know, and, uh, she was, uh, she'd be looking at it. She's sitting in the window and was on the seal looking at it, right? She's checking this thing out. 
And she put it up there and she just sniffed it, kept sniffing it. And it was on the other side of the glass. And so I told her, showed her it was on the other side of the glass. I opened the window up, reached around, touched it, moved it around. And she could see my hands. She realized it was on the other side of the glass. So she just figured that out. So kind of got lost interest for a second until I started teaching her about temperature. And I can't believe this cat actually paid attention to me the whole time. She sat and listened to me, watched my fingers, and listened to me as I taught her about temperature and how it would rise. And then I'd go out there when she's on the back of the couch there in the summertime as the temperature was going up and down in the morning, you know, because it, it would go way down at night and then start coming back up. So as it's going up, I'd talk, show her how the temperature would rise, and it would tell us how, how hot it was outside. So I would tell her, and she taught her about all that stuff. I, mean, I know it's kind of crazy. I waste all this time on a cat, right? But it's not a waste of time. See, I discovered something about life through screwing up a lot of times, through hurting my loved ones, through hurting myself, through being in pain and not overcoming my pain, you know, just keeping in that same cycle over and over again, beating myself up, self-sabotaging things because I'm angry at myself because I screwed up so bad. I mean, everybody else is angry at me, so why not be angry at myself? Why not keep beating myself up? Why not just keep keep believing that I'm a piece of crap and I'll never amount to anything like everybody told me I was when I was a teenager and as I was growing up? Everybody, except my friends. And their parents. I have to say, it wasn't everybody then, really. Teachers, though, people that were, like, in your life that were really important in your life. You overlook how, how important it is that those other people that are in your life that were building you up, so you forget about them. And I often did for years. Lost, you know, for years. I was lost for years, man, trying to figure out who the fuck I was. Everybody's telling me grow up. And I'm like, I am, but I don't know, you know what that means. You know, be a man, man up. I hate that fucking phrase. You know why? It's not because I can't man up. It's because nobody has a right to say that to us. It's usually women that say that to you, though, guys. You ever figure that? Go figure that one. Sometimes guys will. We have a different way of talking to each other. <laughs> Don't we, guys? Don't use that phrase on a guy because that's the worst thing you can do. It's such masculating. It's not, you know, you say you want guys to be guys, be tough, show up, but you also want guys to be sensitive. Well, you know, we are sensitive. But you don't want to freaking, you know, when we are, you guys don't want that. You want the tough guy back. So it's like, it's like we're coming and going. So, right, yeah, you guys are confused. I was confused. I know how that is. I ain't confused anymore. I'm talking to you now from experience. If you listen, you'll pick up some information that's going to be very helpful. What's going on in my heart? What's judgment? What's what's stirring on my heart this morning? That was the topic. Judgment. Judging yourself, man. Letting yourself go. So this is really a... Letting yourself go message, but it's also letting, just letting go, letting go, what, and, and the benefits of this, too. What are the benefits? Why talk about any of this stuff if there's no benefits? My, my, my podcast is, you know, outside the box thinking, outside the box, so you're not stuck anymore, because that's where I was at, and, I, and God's using me to reach out and unstick a lot of people in life. He keeps doing it. He puts it on my heart to do this podcast. Gave me the, the energy to do it. But the faith, you know, he gives, we're, we're, we're all, we all have the faith to do something, you know, because it's in us, because we're, we're designed with faith. We all have that measure of faith. It even says that in scriptures, in the Holy Scriptures, that we, God's given every man a measure of faith. It's up to us what we do with it. Are we going to grow it, or are we going to be weak, be defeated? Remember, I'm working on something, so you're hearing the clicks and stuff, so, and brushing noises. I like working on things with my hands. But um, my hands fall asleep. My left one's already asleep. But um, I, I learned how to actually block that out, even though it's now I'm talking about, it, so it's not blocked out. Block it out and keep working. Um, over the years, I've just had to. Nerve damage in my wrist, man, is fucked up. 
it's over good. Yeah, so I can't rock climb. So I can't do the things I like, like to do. I can't rock climb. I'm a hazard to myself and to everybody else. I don't want to be a hazard, you know. So how do you do, you know, you, when your wheelhouse changes, when, you're, when, you're, when you're, your hobbies that aren't really hobbies, they're freaking your life, when it changes, when the adventures in your life change to something else. You're going to go through these stages. If you're not injured already, thank God, and don't get injured, okay? Start backing off a little bit. You're in your 30s probably, 20s, 30s. The demographics, I'm, I know who I'm talking to here. I know where I was at, man. I was stronger crap. But remember, you can get injured. Just be careful, man. Even though you're not being careful. Don't be careful and do be careful. How, how do you do that? Don't go with the flow. Unplug, but don't. But, you know, be wise in your choices. You know, just be wise. Be educated. Be educated. I always like to, like, get myself filled up on every bit of the knowledge I can get if there's something that's going on in my life that's like, it's an interest and so it can be an interest like something's fucking with you so that's an interest you have to take interest in that so maybe stop it from fucking with you right injuries can be that way people can too you can be doing that to yourself self-sabotage you know fucking with yourself man sabotaging your own self you, know, that, you gotta overcome those fears what it is a lot of times it's just fears of the unknown fears it could be any fear but it's fear maybe you have the Peter Peter Pan syndrome like some people have. I thought I had that for a while, but I realized I didn't. I was just, I thought for a long time, I, God had passed over me and left me out. I mean, I'm probably talking to you now, the passed over people. If you know anybody's feeling that way, man, turn them on to this message, because I'm telling you what, man, I got some, I got some stories for you, baby. I felt like that for years and years and years and years. At 2014, when everything started to change, and it just took a while too for it to have its effect to this stage and I can't say it's in its fullness because it's not because it'll never stop once it starts it doesn't stop unless you try to stop it or you do stop it which is turning away from it which is back to the self-sabotage you don't want to do that I'm talking about the awakening the spiritual awakening that you're going to go through if you continue on the path of Christ you will because it'll lead you to that born again experience and that's what he's leading you to and it took me a while to realize that's what was going on I was like wow and then I asked God about it and he's like oh yeah like I was like I should have known this you know I'm like huh okay so we're on a pilgrimage when we get saved and if you continue on a pilgrimage you will get born again but you gotta you gotta unplug you just said to dwell in him right and let his word dwell in you do you know what that word means dwell it means to meditate meditate on him meditate in him as he said and meditate on his word and let his word med meditate in us so let us let it let it, let it let it marinate. You know how you marinate meat? You know, you do it for a few hours. You might do it for a couple of days and see what it tastes like, man. Wow, sometimes it's like too much. But you can't get too much of his word in you. It's just impossible. It continues to grow. So what you want to do is you want to study, study, study your brains out. Get it embedded in you so you don't have to keep studying your brains out so you can go out in life and practice the word. So it's just a second nature and you'll see at times he'll remind you, this is what I mean by this or this is what I mean by this in like it's okay so it's like uh, this is what i mean by this it's the thing that you need to learn and pay attention to either way he's gonna be you need to pay attention to everything he's saying and everything that's going on now but here's the thing some things that you're paying attention to though you really need to pay attention to so it doesn't hurt you or somebody else so he's gonna lead you away from harming yourself and other people lead you away from self-sabotage if you just listen to him shepherd of your soul yeah man pretty powerful stuff here so I'm sitting here, 
dwelling on this thing about judgments. And I'm like, oh, man, where are my judgments at? So I got up with this, this nothing on my mind. I really don't get up with anything on my mind anymore. It's not like I used to. I used to get up with all this stuff on my mind. Now I don't. And the reason why is because I meditate and do all this other stuff, which helps to slow my mind down. So I do actually get sleep now. I just had to find my bracket. It was a sleeping bracket. I had to find my time zone. I'm older. It's okay. I don't mind. Somebody says, well, you're awake during the witching hour. I says, whatever. <laughs> I don't care. All I know is, is I'm awake and, I, and I'm getting rest now, which is nice, even though there's crazy stuff going on around me. I'm living in a fucking meth-infested neighborhood. It's like living with a bunch of rats. You know, I'm not kidding, man. It's weird. Rats, they come in and they eat stuff, right? They're <laughs> I can use it. And my, my, but my life is changing, so my choices got me to here on purpose because I needed to heal, but I'm, I'm, I've got a hold of that now. I've got a hold of that where I'm, I'm doing better. So I've been practicing with that too, and and finding out that my meditations actually increased my, my my metabolism increased everything. Um, it's increased everything in a good way, and this is all because I was listening to Jesus and following Him. Because I cried out to Him, God, I cried out and help me. Back when I was fourteen, it took a long time for for me to get to one place, and it took a long time to get to the next and the next. And it seems like every level you go up or you enter, however it works, every every layer that comes off, there's a new devil to deal with. Boy, yeah. Sometimes it's friends and family. Sometimes it's just you yourself. Sometimes it's uh, just life. Sometimes it's it's a real devil. Sometimes it's like demons jumping on you and trying to hold you down so you can't wake up. When you're trying to wake up from having a dream, or when you took a nap one day on the couch and you were because you were so damn tired, you fell asleep on the couch and then you're trying to wake up and you couldn't. You were fighting. You're going, oh my God! And as soon as you got the name Jesus out, which was a struggle too, they they let go of you and you were able to wake up. You come up into this room and you go, "What the fuck was that?" You jump up and you go, "Am I possessed?" You know, shit like that was going on to me, man, and I was lost. I'm a Christian. I'm supposed to be fucking. I was in my freaking thirties when that happened. Oh, it was going on a lot, actually, in ministry full time. By the in that in that uh, late thirties, late thirties, early forties, on into my forties, I was I'm, you know I've been in ministry all all these years, but full time you know into my forties and on. That was happening in my forties. It was happening just a few years ago when I was meditating right here in my chair, right there on my bed. You guys go back to my podcast last year and you'll hear all that stuff that was going on last year, and you go, "What the fuck? This shit's real." Yeah. Guess what, though? You don't have to fear any of it. That's what's keeping you asleep. That's what's keeping you asleep is your fear. You gotta overcome those fears, man. I just started overcoming them. I turned around in my dreams. I started there because that was where I had first cue. I, was, I thought it was a fear, fearless in this world, but I had some fears going on. I didn't know where I had. Didn't even realize I had. I had a fear of fucking being, being um, wealthy. I had a fear of popularity if I ever got popularity because sometimes when you get wealthy, you get popularity. I had a fear of that, too. I had a fear of all kinds of stuff. I was like, man, I, I can stand up and sing in front of crowds of people, hundreds of people, thousands of people. I have no problem with that. Talk to you on stage with no problem. And I got no fear. I overcame all that. But I had to. <laughs> but I overcame all that. And But here, but then what? I, I, I got these other fears. I got overcome. You show up in your dreams. If you're scared of something in your dream, you got a fear you need to face. Face that fear in your dream. Face that fear in your dream. It'll give you courage to face it out here. It'll give you the instruction. To face it out here, because when I this is what happened to me. I said it was, I have very vivid dreams, extremely detailed, and um, at one point years ago, I got control over a lot of aspects of my dreams. Now I have control over a lot of more aspects, which is really cool. Because after the awakening, up to this point, and it's been since 2014. Oh my God! And I've been pressing in too the whole time. People have been accusing me of shit that I'm not doing, 
And I'm like, or gives me a bean away that I'm not. And I'm like going, why is this going on? And I realize it's actually God just filtering these people out of my life because they're gonna hold me down. If he's, if you don't, if you just lost a friend and you're grieving over it, just get over it. Just let the grief go by doing this. Okay, I'm not gonna be one of those guys that says just get over it. You just need to let it go. No, get over it by this by doing this. Process that stuff out. Every morning, what I did was I. I'm gonna tell you what I did. Okay, just help me. I'm very sensitive spiritually. I'm also sensitive to energies. Well, that's what it means to be spiritually sensitive. I do a lot of a lot of uh, healing work. I do a lot of energetic healing work. I work in this human aura. I can see the aura. I can see your auras now. I can see all kinds of stuff. I can see the aura before, but not like I can now. I mean, I can just see a glow before. Now I can see the layers. I can see all kinds of stuff. And you listen to my podcast from the last couple of years. You go back through though. You'll hear some of the stories that I've got of some of the healings that have some of the things that I've seen with my very eyeballs. Okay, that's, and, and I don't mean my two eyeballs on my head. I mean all my eyes. I see it with my eyes and my eyes, but my eyes. My eyes bigger too. My, my, it's, not my third, it's not your third eye, by the way. It's your first eye. It's your only eye. Your two eyes are connected to that too. You just don't realize it because you're blind to the veil. That's, uh, the, there's a veil. Okay, there's a veil that's blinding us to a certain amount of, of things that if we saw it with our two eyes, we'd freaking go crazy. But we are picking it up with our third eye. And yes, your intuition's right. You are picking stuff up. And yeah, you need to figure out what it is. And no, you're not crazy. You're awakening. You're starting to wake up. Now, if you're afraid, guess what you'll do? You'll go to a freaking psychiatrist. You'll tell them you're seeing things and you're hearing things. And guess what they'll do? you say, I see things in the shadows. I see the shadows moving. They'll put you on drugs. And they'll dumb that down. They'll numb that down. And that's if that's what you want, go ahead. Take the blue pill. This My, my podcast is about taking the red pill, people. If you haven't figured that out yet, that's what this podcast is all about. Being outside the box, taking the red pill is getting you outside the box. You're gonna, did you see The Matrix? Go see The Matrix if you haven't seen it. Watch all of them, too. Watch the remake one, too, the, the last one. It was really fun, too. Yeah, and I got picked up some insight on that, too, because there is some insight in this. Listen, our movies are talking to us. Our people, the, the prophetic word is being spoken. in the. It's in the air. Just listen, you can hear it. What do I mean by prophetic? The things that are building you up, that are allowing you to see the truth, reality. Jesus said to me, he said, if you follow me, and he says this to everybody, it's in the scriptures, but he actually said this to me, if you actually follow me, you you are following the truth and I will set you free. He is the truth that sets you free. But check out what he does. He gives you his wisdom and leads you along the way. He's leading you to that freaking born again experience if you would just let it happen. But most people are caught up in religious, the glass half empty, glass half full freaking thing. That's called judgment. They're caught up in that. They're caught up in the class of judgment. And they're caught up in whatever they want to call it. It's religious judgment. And they're trying to freaking say everything should be this way. And if you're not, you're following a heretic. And you're not following a heretic. He's trying to lead you up the stairs, up Jacob's ladder into heaven. And you won't go with him. You're too damn busy arguing with each other over bullshit, semantics. And scriptural semantics now, in this modern day, it's the twisted scriptures that's messing everybody up. The way twist, scripture's being twisted. Sorry, I had a couple of itches. I, had to... <sighs> I like the summer, man, because the summer, man, I get so hot, I can't sleep. Like I shave my arms and hair off, my chest hair off, and my leg hair off, and fuck, I can sleep so good. I was like, man, that's weird because I'm not, I'm kind of, kind of like looking at myself going, oh, 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 that's kind of weird, but it actually can sleep, man. But I don't itch either. <laughs> but check this out. Your hair on your body has memory in it. I learned this when I was, when I was overcoming all this. This is all parts of the wisdom that he led me to. And, and there's scientific proof of all this too. Everything I'm talking about has got scientific proof to it. 
Science has caught up. Meditation and science are, are walking hand in hand, and they're discovering things about the spirit that are mind-blowing. That and Yeah, I know, because I'm discovering them too. I thought were a lie. They don't want you to wake up. That's what that religious mindset that's doing to you, that, that, that whatever's in control of that, the principalities that are in powers that are in control of things or whatever, because we go up against these principalities and powers is what it is. Something's got power over you, and that's that mindset you have. And that mindset is coming from what you're, who you're stewing with and what you're, you're stewing in. Change your mindset. Change your, okay, this is what I learned from cognitive self-change. Because so I took that course too. That was a great course. That set me free when I was, uh, I had to take it to get out of, uh, that was the last thing I had to do before probation. That and finish my uh, uh, time was all, you know, because I did everything else. But and so I did that. So I was like, okay. It was really easy. The, the principles come right out of the Bible. The guy that designed it is, was a Christian. Dude, they designed it for for prisoners because you know the penal system was designed by the by the Quakers. It's actually so that you'll go and you'll you'll do penance. Your penance is to think about your crime, sit in solitude and think about your crime, do whatever labor, hard labor you're doing for that. That's actually actually smart too because you, your body, if you're just sitting around, just gets you know you get fat and gross and everything else. Those guys come out and they got hard bodies and stuff when they were breaking rocks back in the old days. That was a smart thing to do, you know. Yeah, breaking rocks or doing some kind of work or something. To get, and it gives you a sense of freaking purpose, too, as well as a lot of other things. But a lot of guys just, just well, if you want to throw that off to be a putz, go ahead, man. Keep going through the cycle over and over again and blaming everybody else. But it's your, your own fault for not seeing why that's there. Why not taking the advantages there to learn the wisdom that's going on in your life at that point. That's a big breaking point right there. You hit rock bottom. I hit rock bottom a few times. I never went to prison a few times, but once. Once into juvie jail, and that squared me up from stealing when I was a teenager, and then juvie prison, and then I went to juvie prison here in Idaho, and then I went to frickin' for hurting people, and I can't do that. I, I know that. I know better than that. I was hurting on the inside. A good psychiatrist out there says, you're really super intelligent. And she says, and if you would just, you could go one way or the other. She could go diabolical evil or, or amazing or brilliant. And I said, what do you mean? And she says, all you have to do is just listen to what I'm going to tell you right now. You take that cognitive self-change class, that thinking nurse class, and start applying that to your life, and that'll save your life. And she says it's based on biblical knowledge, and it seems like you're like you're you're um, keyed in spirit, religiously and spiritually. That's the way. That would be very wise. And she says, I know because I'm a Catholic, and she started talking to me about this stuff, and I'm like, okay. She came to me from a place where I could relate to to her, where she could relate to me on some level where I was actually reachable. Right now, you're on some level that's reachable. You're listening to this podcast, and you need to hear this. And so do your friends and other people that are in this world. You're reachable right now. Don't give up on yourself. Don't listen to what people say. Go by your, be by yourself. Overcome your fear of loneliness, and you'll start your, you'll start your path. Now listen. Overcome your fear of anything. You'll start your path, really. It's where it starts at. It's overcoming your fear. You step One step, one fear at a time. Oh, I know, it looks huge. It's so big, I can't do it. I can't tackle it. It's too many. It's too big, oh. But you're just allowing yourself to be overwhelmed by it. If you look, listen, I learned this a long time ago. By doing yard work, okay? When I was a kid and and then when I had to do big yards, like <laughs> I had to clean up some stuff that, you know, for, for a company where I was working at or whatever when I was doing lawn maintenance and things like that. And I was out raking leaves, and this is before they had wind blowers and, you know, leaf blowers and leaf suckers and all that crap, right? And vacs, you know, giant vacs you can push around and stuff and or whatever. 
I'm out there raking a field. It's huge. My God. I'm by myself. I walked out through the farthest corner of the field and started out there and thought, thought I'm just going to rig it all back behind me and just keep going and keep moving and keep moving. And I ended up having big, giant piles everywhere. But I was the only one in the field working. And I worked out there for three days before anybody else showed up. But I was happy to do it because I had something to do. It was hard work. But I, 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 what I realized while I was raking now that if I broke it up into stages and steps and kept working on those smaller piles and it was just natural it was natural how it happened because I started I backed up into back myself up into a pile I couldn't move so I had to start with a new one and I realized that was actually a process and that process started me on a pattern of doing things in my life that whatever I tackle I had to tackle something big like climb a mountain like I climbed Greylock up here and it's fucking huge up here me and my buddy did it we did it and oh man it took four hours to climb that son bitch we climbed towards the top of that thing as far as we could get up there before you had it before you had pure granite you couldn't climb because it was a sheer face granite which is big too another couple hundred feet we climbed a few hundred feet up this thing but it's a mountain we just climbed up it was mountain terrain right but it's like fucking if you look at it you're like you climb that yeah and you think when you're in the we were just the same way. We we're crossing the river from it, sitting in the campground, looking at it, going, let's climb it tomorrow. All right. So we decided to go climb it. So we did. We crossed the river. It took us a half an hour to cross the, <laughs> to cross the river and get across this freaking meadow. And then we didn't realize how far that was. And then when we finally got to the base of it, we took a break and then we started climbing. And my God, it was on our hands and knees climbing. And most of it was fucking, we shouldn't have done it. <laughs> but we did it. We didn't get hurt. No, it was great, man. We had a blast. It took us the whole freaking day. By the time we got done, we'd come back. When we got back to camp, it was dark. It was like dark, dark. <laughs> like it was 8 o'clock at night, man. It took us a long time to climb that thing up there and then come back down. It Coming back down was quite fun. I mean, we ran most of it, but we were in our 30s, so we were like, man, we were made of rubber. We could jump over freaking bramble bushes still and run full blast like we did when we were teenagers. No injuries and shit at that point. I didn't have any at that point because I healed all my injuries, my ankle injuries. You know, ankles get injured. I never actually injured myself on that trip. Neither my bro, man. We had a blast, you know. We were so spent. Next day, I spent the whole day sleeping. <laughs> Fucking laying, laying in my freaking, my hammock chair in the freaking camp. I couldn't even move. The next day, when I finally got up after going to bed that night, I went to bed. I ate something and went to bed. I freaking, I couldn't even move when I got up the next day. My legs were freaking, I, I felt like a bench you know did squats and bench pressing and did back work and shoulder work and just you know did a full body workout with super heavy weight and huge high reps and sweated my brains out and maybe even puked a couple times and I, I mean i didn't puke on the run on the hike up their back but i felt like i did i was like fuck i waste i was wasted i took one step and screamed ah god my legs oh my god i couldn't move man my legs were freaking on fire they were burning they were hurt so bad all the way to the bone. Oh my God! So I said, my bro, my bro goes, "What is that?" And I go, "Me, I can't move." He goes, "Me either. I'm stuck." He's laying there, stand. Help! I, used, I could see him was just, as the sunlight's coming through the tent, and he's in a trench. <laughs> he's on his back, his legs, his hands. He's like, "I can't get up." What happened was his air mattress sunk. He's stuck in the middle of his air mattress, buffed, busted a baffle out when he laid down, and he's stuck in the middle of his air mattress. It's just kind of funny. I turn on his back. It was so funny. Anyway, you guys can relate to that, man. You got to go through shit, man, to get somewhere, right? You don't know really what it's going to entail. You don't know what's going to happen in the after fact. And if you're sitting there at a negative, pessimistic, op unoptimistic view, but a really just a shitty view, a toxic view, you're not going to move. You're going to stay there. 
it's up to you. The choice is, what do you want to do? You want to sit there and just stew in your own crap and die from the sickness and disease because it does cause it. I already know this. I studied it. You need to study it yourself. Negative thinking does have an effect on your brain, on the peptides and the, and the pro proteins and the peptides and neuropeptides, peptides, peptides and neuropeptides. I don't want to say all these technical words because I don't know. But anyway, just go study it. Um, I, 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 I study neuroplasticity because that's really, it comes down to that. We can change. We have the ability to, and it's in our mindset. It really is. It, it actually truthfully is. Now, when they were first preaching this back in the 80s, I didn't believe it. I thought, well, they're crying full of horse crap. Are they talking mind over matter, or what are they talking about? Yeah, actually, mind is over matter, by the way, mind created it. Where do you think all this material stuff came from? The thoughts come from God. Do you know God says God is spirit? What the heck is that? Define it. Okay, go biblical if you want to. I don't care. Go Hebrew if you want to, and then come back to me, and then we'll sit down and talk about it for a while, and you're still going to go, yeah, it, it really does. But yeah, I'm satisfied with those definitions, sure, but it doesn't really actually define God. God is spirit, Jesus said. It must be worshipped in spirit and truth. Looking for that, not looking for this outward stuff. It's your inward. He said the kingdom of God is inside, guess what? He's right. You're not going to find it looking out. You're not going to find it going through religious... Allowing religious to wash you over different mindsets or feed you full of different brainwashed mindsets. They're controlling your mind, by the way. By, by the way, Religion's controlling your mind. The religious spirit is controlling your mind. There's a spirit of religion. It's controlling your mind. You break free from that, you'll see it. Actually see it. And if you get on the other side and start having out-of-body experiences, you may run into it a couple times, too. I do. I see it in people now. I can see things now because I, my eyes are open on the other side. My, my third eye, or my first eye, is open all the time. I mean, I'm sitting here seeing things, and I'm like, I walk up to people, and I see stuff before I even, on them, you know, different people, all the time. I still don't react to the people. I, have to, I don't close it off anymore like I used to. Now it's all wide open. I don't even think I can, could have closed it off if I wanted to. I, how could you close your third eye once it opens up? <laughs> I know it's got a... Uh, a thing, uh, like a, a a lid to it. When I drop out and I'm sitting in my body, and but I'm uh, having an out of body experience, but I'm just choosing not to get up out of my body. I could turn my head and look around, and get up and stand up and look around and do stuff and sit back down. And my eye will open and close, like a third eye would open and close. But it's like it, it doesn't. You don't notice it in there. You don't notice it as an eye. But I only notice it when I'm sitting inside my body because it like sometimes it like opens and it's like wait a minute. Was it closed because I'm still seeing stuff? How am I able to recollect things and see in the spirit if there's an eyelid over it and it's closed? Is it always open? I don't know. I have no idea. These are all questions that you'll have. You'll start asking these questions. Listen, that's why you're, that means you're outside the box. That's where you want to be, the place of wonder. That's the place where miracles happen. It's the place where you can expect miracles to happen. It's the place where you can see your life change. It's the place where you can design a life that you want and go after it because you are God of your own life. Did you know that? That's what he showed me. He led me to this. I followed Jesus all the way from clear back when I was 14. I followed him out of Idaho. I followed him into every adventure I've been on, except for all the ones I went on that were stupid and evil, you know, where my evil appetites overtook me, and I chased that stuff. Then you know what he did? He didn't forsake me. He went right with me. He went right with me, and he didn't condemn me, shame me, or fucking blame me, or make me feel like crap. He just went with all over us. He says, come on, let's go. And we kept going on his path. That's it. He's that cool. You know what that does to a person? It starts to see love. You're starting going, oh my God. I didn't even know love until all that took place. I had to go through all that to find love. All your stuff, all the crap you're going through, all the bad stuff you've done, everything you're doing. Okay, stop doing all that. 
Stop treating yourself. Stop beating yourself up because it's going to continue perpetuating that. Stop thinking about it. Let go of it because it's already gone. Give it to Jesus. Let it go. Leave it. It's on his body. Let it go up to the cross. However you want to do it, just give it to him. Keep giving it to him. Keep giving it to him. Keep doing that. And you do it like this. Father, God, I come before you right now, Jesus, and I thank you that you carried everything um, on the cross, you carried all my burdens on the cross. You carried everything on that cross in Calvary on your body. Your body was sacrificed for this, for my, for my well-being. And it says so in scriptures. If you read Isaiah 53, and I've, I've read it over and over again. I know what it says. By your stripes I'm healed. That every affliction that was uh, meant for me was put cast upon you. That every judgment that was meant for me was cast upon you, was put upon you, and carried away. Every blame. And God has thrown it. Listen, God has thrown everything as far as the east is from the west. And I thank you, Father, that He has. I thank you, Lord God, that he has. I thank you that you, you, Father God, I thank you, Father God. I thank you for everything. I thank you for everything. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for all my sins being on the body of Christ. You know, it says in Isaiah 53, that it's by his stripes, by his stripes, his wounds. Those say when he beat him, he strapped his body, but by his stripes, the tears on his body, I'm healed. And I believe that. He's pierced through for my iniquities, wounded for my transgressions, and pierced through for my iniquities. And I allow all this judgment that I've cast upon myself and everybody else to just go to Jesus because that's where it belongs. And I, and I do. I accept and receive your salvation. I receive this salvation you've provided for me, Father God. Thank you. That I don't have to carry shame or guilt or blame for anything I've done or will do in my entire life. Because it was all put upon Jesus once and for all. And I understand that and receive that. And that's what Jesus is asking for. He's asking for that kind of commitment, that you believe that much, that you that you actually believe you're free, and you go and practice freedom. How else do you could you ever be free if you don't start practicing it? You first have to get free. How are you going to get free if you don't understand how to get free? You need that wisdom that sets you free, whatever it is for you. I believe it's Christ for you. I believe it's Christ for everybody. But that's between you and God, not me. God is not the universe. God created the universe, the universe is created, and God fills the universe, but God's not the universe. God is the creator outside of all this. That's who I worship, the creator. He created everything. He owns everything, including us. But he doesn't own your thoughts. You do. He doesn't own your emotions. You do. He owns the creation of those emotions, but you have ownership. You're the soul now. You see what I'm saying? You're that little I am now. You're in his image. You're the little creator. You've already been creating your life. You created the circumstances that got you into where you're at just by believing the things that everybody else is telling you. Stop believing that and start believing the truth about who you really are. Go on that one. You're going to find that's on the inside. That's what he's talking about when he says the kingdom's inside. You know what he's talking about when he says new wine? That's new mindset. A new way of thinking. You have to keep renewing that too, by the way. You can't just stay in the same mindset all the time. Yeah, and continually have to renew because you're going up. You're ascending. You're going up that ladder. You're going up the staircase to heaven. You're going up Jake, not Staircase of Heavens, you know, the song, you know, by Led Zeppelin. That's a whole, it's a whole slam on, you know, believing you can actually buy your way into heaven because it's not that. You can't. No. We're talking about Jacob's Ladder. We're talking about ascending like the angels ascend and descend. Well, you ascend and descend. We do that. We're talking about more than that. We're talking about going up and growing up into that mature man what it looks like really looks like is the full matureness of how christ is that's what it talks about when it says you're growing up into the full maturity of christ that we let go of those those early principles of christ to go on to maturity and a lot of people you're just still staying in the freaking immature place of not going on and sure that's great but guess what you're trying to tell everybody else what to do 
You're trying to dictate to everybody else what to do, and we're all sitting and you're going, you're trying to hold us down and pull us back because you're com- you're comfortable arguing. Well, we're not. And you should be like that, too. You're not comfortable with that. Are you really? If you really get down to it, you're not. Or all these freaking things you're doing to prove that you're spiritual to everybody else really worth it? I mean, when it boils down to it, that was part of what was going on with me. It was this freaking, this, this uh, religious pride, they call it. I didn't even know that. Yeah, man, boy. Got faced with that one really hardcore. Fuck <laughs> yeah, man. Ripped my life completely apart and rearranged it. Shook me completely down and changed it. Now, I'm in a place where the things, that are, every time something shakes, I'm not shaking. Thank God, because I'm built it on a rock. That happened eight years. It took place eight years ago. It finally got established eight years all the way, 40-something years to that point. And then, or what, what was eight years or nine years? I don't know what it was. 2014 is when it started. That's when I had the awakening, and it started, and bam, that light shot up through my freaking inside, right up out of my head, and started plugging into things. <laughs> wow, plugged into five different places above me, and I went, watched it happen while I'm sitting in my body. My inner eye, I'm looking up going, wow, when it shot up through me, it shot up through me, it shot up like a, it was like a, a giant, huge waterfall coming up from the ground up, from just, boom, I mean, it was incredible, I mean, I, I, I couldn't believe it, and then when I was finally, every bit of it was over, because it took probably about a half an hour, I'd been meditating for an hour and a half when it took place, and then it took place for about a half hour, and when I finally got over with, and I finally opened my eyes up and sat up, I went, wow, jumped out of my chair, jumping up and shouting. Now, believe me, I had no energy before all this happened. I was fighting something that was keeping my energy, that was keeping my energy, and it was killing me. I was dying. I couldn't even get sleep at night. I was freaking all this stuff was going on. Bad stuff. I was dying. I've come all the way from that point to there, you know, from death all the way up to the still climbing out of death, and finally reached this place, and bam, and I was just trying to lose weight just trying to figure out how to lose weight and i found the only last thing i hadn't done was meditate and it says to relax and it'll help you meditation will help you lose weight i studied i looked on the internet and i said oh they've done a lot of research on this over the last 20 30 years cool great because 30 years ago they're just barely scratching the surface here in america in western world how they over overseas and in these other countries they've been deep into it they understand it they got it man somebody says well that's demology bullshit be still and know God. What do you think that means? Meditate. Dwell in him as he dwell in me as I dwell in you. Let my word dwell in you. Dwell in my word. Let my word dwell in you. What do you think that means? That's in John. Right around John 10 there, guys. Go check it out yourselves, man. It's right there. Read, study that. Don't just read it. Study it. Let it freaking wash over you over and over. Because you'll learn stuff about that, about, about you and about this path you're on. You're supposed to be discovering yourself, too, by the way. Going on a self-discovery, going on a discovery of God is a self-discovery, a discovery of your true self, the self that Jesus never told us to die to, our freaking, he told us to die to our ego. When they say self, the only term they had back then was self. It's ego, guys. There's a dark wolf and a light wolf inside you. You He's talking, he also talked about letting your light shine, letting it rise, the light rise up out of you, let it shine, let it come forth out of you. You know, he talks about the, the light. He also talks about being a, a wellspring of life. Like he is, he's a life-giving spirit. Oh, well, if you're in a freaking negative place, you're a death-giving spirit. What do you want to be? Life-giving? Because life-giving, you're going to have a better life. You'll have fun. You'll be producing things that people love. And, you know, because it, it opens your valve of creativity up so that darkness doesn't come out and light comes out. And people, they need to see light. We see enough darkness turn on the damn TV, walk outside, 
and just listen in the morning. Sometimes you'll hear the sirens. If you live in a big city, you'll hear sirens. I hear sirens almost every morning, but at one point, in your big city, they're all going on all the time. In Chicago, I was hearing them day and night. Not to mention the racket from the L and some other stuff. And then the city's obviously L is awake, never sleeps. You know, it's like New York and stuff. So people in bigger cities, you know, guys, come on, man. You got to unplug. You have to unplug somehow. If you can't unplug, see, meditation is the way to unplug. So a lot of people do yoga. Another thing, too, but you're doing yoga stances. You know, you hold those stances for a long time, you're defeating a purpose. If yoga is about stretching and you're doing yoga stretch, great. But in other words, if you're doing yoga where you're holding long stretches, you're really doing yoga Pilates. Okay? You actually start aggravating the area. You don't feel like you feel exhausted sometimes. That's why you're over, you're, you're leaning into, your, you're doing your poses too long. And you can overstretch yourself. I know, I've done it. I've overstretched. I'm an athlete. I've done it millions of times and screwed myself up. I'm dealing with one right now where I overstretch and I'm, you know. But yeah, I mean, come on, okay? But th th the thing is, is though, when you stretch and you just, I don't do yoga stretch, I just stretch. But my stretches are real aggressive, and I pop my backbone and my neck and everything. I square up, and I pop my hips, and I, you know, I square up, and I put my freaking leg up by my chin, and my other leg up by my chin, and you know, I square up. I, I stand up and do this out there on the gate, and use the gate, and then I can stand on one foot actually and pull my put my. I can grab stand on my left foot and grab my right leg, and uh, if I'm standing barefoot, if I'm standing on my shoes, I can't because my shoes are uneven on the bottom. But I grab my leg, I can stand up, but with my right one, it's still uneven, still not. I'm getting my balance better, but it's still not there yet, so I can't grab my left leg and pull it up my chin, but I can with my right. You know, I stay flexible, but this is a thing. You can freaking overstretch, and I've done it millions of times. And I screwed myself up to where I had to start over again to get flexible like I am doing right now with my right leg because I did something with my sciatica. I screwed my sciatica. A little bit of a bad chair. I have a chair that's all fucked up. I was sitting in and then another, uh, it would roll old. And then, you know, those guys, we don't like to get rid of something, right? You know, sometimes... Sometimes you just can't because you didn't replace it with yet, you know. I haven't found the right one, right? Chair. So bad chair, and then I, I uh, walked a lot. So way too much, and it just kind of sprung it. And then anyway, long story short, boom, back to having to restretch it again. Judgments. So what all this got to do with judgments? You guys know how I am, man. I share a little bit of everything in these stories, but judgment. Stay away from your judgments, man. Jesus uh, talked about that. He says, you know, judge not lest you be judged. For the same measure that you judge out, that you dish out, you'll be judged by that same measure. Well, that actually can, like, set you free from vengeance. <laughs> but think about this. Stop in a place of judgment and then you're stuck there. Years go by and you're still stuck there. And then you're having arguments with this person, say it was a relationship. You're both fucking yelling at each other. You're both split up. Bam, bam, whatever. Friendship, girlfriend, whatever it is. But you're still having arguments with the person, right? Years can go on. It could be parents or whatever. Boss. Boss pissed you off. You're still having arguments with the person. Every time. Every time. And then over the years, it kind of dissipates a little bit. You're not having arguments so much. And you're thinking, okay, I'm getting over it. That's cool. I'm good. Finally, it's gone. And then all of a sudden, somebody mentions it. And you're like, you know, go off. And go off freaking. You know, and you're back to the same place where you were at. You're really not healed. All I've done is just put enough bandages over top of that. How do you process through that shit? How do you process all that out? This is what I do. This helped me. It may help you.
See, I do a lot of walking, so I spend a lot of time walking and talking to God. Now I walk, you know, during the day because I walk during the day. I also walk at night because I walk during the night too and sometimes. And, but wherever I am, I walk, and I don't give a shit if anybody hears me or not. I don't really don't care anymore. Why should I care about anybody's opinions or what they think? Nobody else does. I mean, think about this. You know, I've seen sexy people of all sizes hardly wearing any clothes. Don't give a crap, and nobody really cares. Seem not even pay attention to them. Or somebody might say something. Oh my God, put some clothes on or whatever. But you know, it's like, why? That's freedom. That's what freedom really looks like. It doesn't look like going down, getting pissed off because the Democrats and Republicans are mad at each other, and the Republicans decide they're going to go march on the Capitol building or whatever. It's not. That's not. That's not freedom. No, that's glass half empty, half full. You need to let go of that glass, quit looking at that freaking thing. Turn your back on it, walk away from it, go the other way. True freedom. Listen, it, there was a whole thing about in the 80s and the 90s about having an independent spirit and being such a bad thing. And I'm going to tell you something. That's actually part of the brainwashing. They're trying to wear you down so you don't freaking think for yourself. And they say, I want to think for you, and then steal from you. Don't listen to them. They're wolves. you got to listen to somebody that's got... That, that, that really knows you need to go and talk to Jesus because he's the one that knows start with praying over the scriptures over just the gospels themselves help me understand this what you're saying because I, I don't want to I want to go into I want to go into the awakening Lord I want to go into being reborn born again because you think you're born again when you get saved that's where it starts you're in the process baby it don't happen until you have the awakening. When you have the awakening, that's born again. You'll change at that point. Everything changed for me from that point on. And I asked him the other day when I was in the shower, oh, my God, is that what, it, what you meant by born again? And bang, boy, the lights blinked in my freaking bathroom, which never happens. And I heard a pang in the spirit, a ping, like a plang, like a clang, like on a gong, but not a gong, but a more of a clang, like a plang, just like that, but it was like, you know, metal sounding. And I went, wow, that was a trip. I got out of the shower. This is a few mornings. This is not very long ago. It's a few mornings ago. This is a revelation I just received. I was like, what the? You got... And then I started doing comparisons. My fruit's not... I'm not producing bad fruit. I'm producing good fruit. I'm producing life-giving fruit, not evil. I have a heart for life-giving fruit. I only want to help people. You know what I want to do? I'm going to tell you. I'm going to share everybody with one thing. Well, I am going to do this, too, by the way. When the money has, is there for me to do it, I'm going to do it. And it's coming. I'm coming to the pile pretty soon. Acupuncture, I believe in it because I've used it a few times. Had it done, I've had to, had to because I understand that there's energy flowing through our bodies, and in the Western world, we need to get a hold of that one. And it is because, and it does. And um, by studying this stuff and, and understanding this, understanding, I have managed to keep my health. I have HIV, and it's freaking aggressive, big time. I was thrown up yesterday, but I threw up freaking three times yesterday, hardcore. I mean, I, I hate throwing up, but it's from the HIV. And then I, then I freaking took my meds later on, and then them damn things made me throw up. And then, so, you know, it's just fucking going on. But here, I'm fighting to fight for my freaking life and for my freaking health because it belongs to me, not some damn devil, right? How do you overcome this crap? You've got to fight it. you got to fight what you got to fight. you got to resist what you need to resist. And you got to know which ones to do it with. Sometimes you got to give in for a while to actually get on the other side of it and go, okay, now I understand you. Boom! Start nailing it, taking it down, piece by piece. How do you take down an opponent when you're in a UFC fight? You just go out there and just flail. <laughs> you just, oh, I'm gonna go out there and just kick him with one kick here, and I'm gonna kick him there, kick him in the leg, gonna kick him in the shin, gonna kick him, oh, hit him in the nose, gonna hit him again. You gotta learn all these skills, man, freaking so you don't get your ass whipped out there, because the other guys learning them skills too. Or maybe he's just got them skills naturally. <laughs> Not about street fighting. 
boom, boom. How do these guys not get their asses kicked and then, you know, dominate? And I'll tell you how I do it tactically, piece by piece. Now, in the process of that piece by piece, things can go a little strange. But that's where you got to remain flexible, you see. That's how you do it. You take this devil that's attacking you, this disease, and you take it down piece by piece. So we have medic medicine doing that, helping us with that. We have doctors that help us with that. That's what I'm talking about. I'm also talking about your mindset too, the way you go after it. And you've got to understand it to go after it the right way because not every disease is. And it's the same way with healing. I don't know how many varieties of ways that God has shown me how to heal people. But he's shown me a lot of ways. And it's still not known. And I asked him one day, I said, how many ways is there to heal someone? And he said, well, Daniel, keep going. <laughs> I was like, all right. That was his answer. And I'm thinking to myself, after a few days, I thought, are you teasing me or something? <laughs> keep going. You've got to be laughing at that one. It never ends. Knowledge doesn't end people. Understanding doesn't end. You have to ascend. You, you think your religious mindset's the end of it. Think your congregational mind, your understanding of scriptures and all that stuff is the end of it. Guess what? Jesus didn't save you by the scriptures, by the way. It's himself. You confessed him, not the scriptures. You didn't confess the scriptures and be saved, did you? Because if you did, you're not saved. All right? Confess him. He's your shepherd, not your scriptures. And Christianity is not your shepherd either. Did you confess that you're a Christian to be saved? Yeah, well, I thought I had to do that one time, and I did that, and I freaking got rebuked by God. And he said, never do that again. And I stopped doing that, so I didn't do it again. I was like, okay. Your affiliation is with the kingdom of God, not with some church congregation who can dominate over you and control your mind. Because that's what they're doing. The dream I had years back about mind control really summed that one up. I got away from that, by the way, and had an awakening and all that. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Get to dance with wisdom now. Yeah. Really, real good wisdom. Good wisdom. Things I'm interested in. So you're interested in certain things. You don't have to be a healer. You can be something else, whatever it is. Whatever he's called you to do. He's called me to do all kinds of things. Not just be a healer, but, you know. Because you're multifaceted. We're multifaceted people. You don't have just one gift. You're the gift. Be the gift. And I'm at the end of my broadcast. Don't judge people because your judgments are holding you back in the past. And you're not able to live today, which is right now. The future is not even set yet. Right now matters. Today matters and your life matters. And so does mine. Isn't that cool? Say that. Your life matters and so does mine. Say that to yourself. Say that to everybody. Your life matters too. So give yourself a break. Give everybody a break and move on. Anyway, we're at the end of the broadcast. God bless you. You guys have a great day. Rev DDT. Universal broadcast. Broadcasting live across the universe. This is Rev DDT. You guys have a great one, man. Peace out, baby. Be empowered.